Hi, this is Runa and you're listening to the Chainsmakers podcast where we share tips, insight, tools and stories from other Chainsmakers designed to motivate you to become the change you want to see in your world. Make sure you join our Chainsmakers community at runamagnus.com forward slash podcast. And now, this is your time to sit back, relax and enjoy. Here and my guest today is no other than Joel Mitchell. You will love Joel, and uh, you might be asking yourself, Well, why should I love Joel? You will love him for many reasons. One of them is his ability to create that beautiful space where you have to listen carefully to every single word that he says. That is at least what I felt the moment that I first talked to Joel and I had to get him as a guest on our podcast to share with us how we can move from debate culture into a dialogue culture, how, what does it mean to be a change maker? how we can create a world where we are all contributing in, and again, so many other things. Please welcome my guest, Joel Mitchell. Joel Mitchell, the man that captured my attention the moment I met him. (laughs) Going into conversation with Joel is something that I know everyone that has uh, been so fortunate to go deep dive into a conversation with you. Mm. So I'm so, I'm so thrilled that um, you were able to be a guest on the Changemakers podcast. Welcome, Joe. Thank you so much, Bruna. I love what you just said, deep dives, because that's what I love the most is deep diving with people like you. Deep diving. Oh, gosh. <laughs> you just don't the first level in any conversation. It's like, boom. We're like into the boom, purpose of things. Uh, yeah. Which leads me to, because we had a lot of conversations around change and becoming the change and, mm. and how to create change and all of that. For you, Joel, share with us, what is a change maker? In your work? Mm. Yeah. So my sense a little bit is that change is just part of nature. You know, change is constant. And more than me wanting to make change happen, I want to get into a wonderful relationship with all the change that's happening all the time. And um, looking at nature is is a great way to start that. And then moving on to things like, well, if I want to change a system in the world, what if we were to see how we can have an influence about even how we're seeing that system so that we could influence it into, into evolving really more than changing or shifting or becoming? Yeah, this is such a good, good point. When you say looking at it from nature perspective, can you share with me? How do, how do you envision that? How, do you, how does that happen? Well, 
One of the things that I've noticed uh, just over the course of my perception is that in the middle of our societies, we really often hold ourselves apart from nature. We see ourselves as separate in some kind of way. When we shift, again, when we change our perspective about that and start to really experience ourselves as a part of nature, we are in nature. Nature is in us. We are a part of nature. That, like that, transforms the way we behave in, in the world. It sounds like nature becomes our family. That was the thing that was coming my way when you said that. It's kind of like... Yeah, for oh, me, it's more yeah. of who we are. We yeah. are nature. We are nature. Yeah. yeah. So a change maker for you is then what? Someone who's really at home with change. Mm-hmm. Someone who is, who is one with change, I would say. Mm. Someone who is one with change. Yeah. That is beautiful. And when you see people that are one with change, that are change makers in your, as you see change makers, who pops up in your mind? I'm just really curious. Well, who, a certain name or just do you see the ordinary person there? Or, yeah, yeah here's, here's a great idea. While we're reflecting here, I'm thinking one with change, but also people who are at peace with change. And so, yes, somebody does pop up into my mind, I would say the one hero that I have in my life Mm. is Buckminster Fuller, Mm. who died before I could meet him in person. Mm. But he was clearly a visionary. Mm. He was, I would say, one with, at peace with, welcoming evolution at its highest, highest, highest form. So for me, he is the embodiment of a, what maybe all of us who would like to be change makers are aspiring to. Mm. And what was it about him and his vision that really captured your attention? Well, one of the things, he saw a world that works for everyone with no one and nothing left out. He could see that way back in the middle of the 20th century. Mm. And he was inviting people towards that world. Mm. That's, that's quite the world that we, the change makers, want to create with our normal boxes movement. Exactly. Uh, for sure, yeah. Just creating that. And, and again, which I, I, because I know your thing and your gift to create that deep type dialogue is so profound that I, yeah, I totally can see what you're talking about and, and the importance. I'm just really curious when you're saying this, Joe, how did this whole thing come your way? I mean, were you just born this way? Or what? <laughs> I mean, I, whoa, it's so deep. What happened? Well, I think that, yeah, I think I was born this way in, and I think also that I, I treasured this sort of my intuitive aspect. I've been gifted with this wonderful guiding voice inside of me from the very beginning, showing me, teaching me things and saying, look here and really changing my perspectives and opening up 
opening me up through my whole life. So that's, that's part of what it was. And also my willingness to go off on adventures, not knowing, you know, what's going to happen, but just hearing, go there. It's the time, go. Wow. So really like yeah. surrendering and listening to that inner voice. And... Exactly. Exactly. Wow. Trust, 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 trust. And knowing, you know, that, oh, that's the voice that I trust. Yeah, you know, not the million yeah. voices in my head, yeah. but this is the voice of truth sending me on this path. What you just said about all the other voices in your head, but that voice, anything that you can share with our audience to distinguish between the two, how do you know which one to follow? Well, first of all, it comes to me when I'm really still, when I'm really in stillness. And I, I was lucky enough to start practicing meditation and yoga uh, before probably most of the listeners were born and before that it was mainstream. But I, it, the voice comes to me when I'm still. Mm-hmm. I could be in distress, like, mm-hmm. you know, but it still, it comes to me. It's like they say, the still small voice. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. And it, it is so... The voice is so calm and so reassuring mm-hmm. that I know, you know, that's, there's no stress in this voice. There's no mm-hmm. anxiety. It's the voice of peace and truth. Yeah. Yeah, beautiful. It's beautiful. So with that voice that is guiding you forward, what do you see as your purpose in life? Yeah, so my sense of purpose and watching my life, you know, because I've been on this planet for several years now, my sense of purpose keeps shifting with what I learn and what I discover. So that keeping myself in discovery mode, which is something that I really work on for myself. And in fact, my, uh, I call my uh, my business, if you will, discoverydialogues.org. But this is really about keeping me in this evolving purpose, mm-hmm. discovering what my purpose is. Yeah. And my most uh, recent discovery for me is that I am here on the planet for two two reasons. One is to shift our cultures, what I call our cultures of debate, our debate cultures, which are cultures of conflict, cultures of whose side are you on, cultures of me against you, kind of, which most of us are born into, Mm -hmm. into this very much more fun, rich place of dialogue cultures where we gather perspectives and we gather people's curiosity about everything and anything. And we move into this much more inclusive, rich, rich, rich dialogue space. Mm-hmm. And the dialogue could even be within ourselves or between you and me in our relationship so that you and I come up with an absolutely genuine, authentic only what you and I can come up with in our relationship. Yeah. And so this is what, for me, the invitation of dialogue is, so that it can be inside me as an individual with the two of us 
inside our team, inside our community, and hopefully we can extend this to our world. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just love the way that you, I, I see so many pictures when you're talking. It's <laughs> like, again, really visual. Such an important, important topic about all of this competitive us and them and that, that fraction and constant, it feels like often that it's a constant thing that is the, the energy between the yin and the yang or, or however you want to, the blackness and the whiteness. And, you know, it's just all of that, all of that endless thing or contrasts that we have in nature, in, in our society, how we show up every day, how we interact with each other every day. And what you're saying is feels so good and it feels so right. What do you, but for some reason, we're not there, are we? <laughs> well, so it's it just interesting what you said about people making choices yeah. and things like that in life, which we all do every day. Yeah. Part of the uh, debate culture is also living in an either-or world, either-or. I have to choose this or that. Mm-hmm. And this kind of thing, it has to be you or me. Mm-hmm. And is what the debate world looks like. Yeah. yeah. And so if I don't give myself this possibility to just say, oh, every time I make a choice, the palette is huge. Mm-hmm. I don't have to choose between this or that. I can choose, I'm going to make it green. And not just green, I'm going to make it this very kind of new leaf colored green. And I'm going to make it wavy in texture and and with this kind of energy inside so that all of our choices could come from that sort of space. Mm-hmm. When we get into that kind of way of looking at life itself and all of our interactions in life, we encourage this creatorship that we have inside of us. And with that creatorship activated all the time, we can create worlds and the worlds that we want to live in. Yeah. And we can create the world that we want to live in. Yeah. And that, that requires us also to let go of the rules that we had in place before, even the rules that we didn't vote on or have a say-so in. Yeah. We can say, okay, I no longer participate in that. Yeah. This, yeah, this is what I, I call the boxes. I, I sometimes say, and I've shared this uh, publicly before with one box that uh, when I realized that one of the boxes that I was in was related to my upbringing and uh, the religion that I brought up with. And I basically think this, this saying goes in, in many religions, but you know the saying of treat others like you would like to be treated? Yes. Which is, in fact, you know, I understand the, the whole concept behind it. But when I saw the other side of it, of how it absolutely did not make any sense in, for me to live my life from, from that angle, because as if I would be doing that, that would mean that my world is the world. And I'm not going to be listening to you, Joel, or 
listening to what is it that you want or paying attention to who you are and how you would like to be treated. Yes. Which is a totally another way of seeing life, isn't it? Yeah. So, and I remember when that shifted for me and I thought, no, I'm not going to go for that box. I love this. I want to have a world where I pay attention to other people around me and I, I allow myself to be curious, to ask them questions that are about them and how they would like to be treated so that I can do that rather than assuming that they would like to be treated the way that I like to be treated. That's so, so amazing. I love hearing you talk about this and talking about the shift that you made by allowing yourself to question and revisit that. And look what becomes possible when you step into that, Runa. You get to make this wonderful relationship between you and someone else. You get to say, I'm going to listen to you so deeply that I know who you are. And I'm going to invite you to listen to me that deeply so you know who I am. Mm. Then we can listen together for who we want to be together, what we could possibly bring forth together. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, it, it is, it's a big shift. And there are so many of just what you're saying. You can decide if I'm, I'm am I going to take something that for some reason I thought was the truth. Yes. But just questioning it, is that truth still truth into the world that I want to live in? And is it a truth into the world that I want to create? Or do I want to shift that truth? Yes. So here I've got another great example of this for you. It just happened to me yesterday. I have a wonderful friend. We get together, we play with with words together. We we have a deep, long-term relationship. And actually, he's one of my team members on the the game, the the core team members on the game. And so he said yesterday, Joel, I just realized talking with you that I keep outsourcing uh, this this way of being to people like you. And he said, and so when, as we were talking, he was saying, maybe I could insource it. This is how we said together so that I am connected with source Mm. directly connected with source. Yeah. And so when we were talking about this longer and longer, um, he brought up this religious saying that is, what is that? Um, let me look. Outsourcing my daughter. Ah, the religious saying, not my will, but thine be done. Mm-hmm. And we were looking at that and we were saying, oh, that's really wonderful in a sense that mm-hmm. we are surrendering to maybe a higher will than our own little personal will. But what happens to a lot of people is they stand behind that and they say, you take this over. I'm not going to have anything to do. I'm not going yeah. to be responsible yeah. for it. Yeah. And so what I came up with yesterday is to change that statement for me, what I want to do is say, not my will, my little will, but ours be done. Oh, yeah. So that I become one or I become in wonderful, rela- wonderful relationship with 
the great source or great spirit or the divine or whatever. And that becomes our mutual will that I'm, that we're bringing forth. Ooh, that's deep. That brings me to, you mentioned the game. Um, Mm. I would love for you to share a little bit with us. What is the game that you're talking about? And yeah, tell us. Yeah. So I stumbled onto this wonderful game called the 2030 SDGs game, Hmm. which was developed in Japan in 2015 by a small team of developers. And it has just exploded in popularity in, in Japan, played in educational settings, in businesses, in government settings, community. It has just gone viral. Mm-hmm. And for about a year now, the core team uh, with me has been taking this to the wide world. And it's an experiential game that people play to gear, together based on the sustainable development goals, the UN sustainable mm-hmm. development goals. Yeah. But way beyond the look at the sustainable development goals, it's really about why is it so important that in our world we get together around collective goals. Mm-hmm. And the experience in the game is that we see why that's important and what becomes possible when we come together in that spirit. So that it's an experience of coming together, looking at what each individual's goals are, and helping each other all reach their goals together so we can live in a world like that. And it's just extraordinary experience. Everybody yeah. that plays the game comes out of it with multiple shifts, like what you were talking about, Runa. Yeah. Shifts in ways of seeing things. Because we offer this game with no agenda. You should learn this and this. You should follow these guidelines. It's a way for people to explore together and come up with how they want to be together. So my sense is that we're looking at how do I want to be in this world Mm-hmm. And then what do I want to do coming from that way of being? Yeah. And then we do this together. How do we want to be together? And then what do we want to do once we're being together like that? Yeah. It's going from, yeah, it's the focus on being a human being, not a human doer. Although you take action steps to create that world that you want to be part of. Yeah. So we start with the being part yeah how am i being how are we being how are we being together and then we come up with oh and then what do we want to do together because you know this feels inspired for me back to buckminster fuller because once we get that being piece going and we get into that very very creative spirit together (laughs) then the things that we come up to do together are totally inspired totally inspired and the world that we want to live in collectively what we the world that we all want to live in just shows itself to us and then we can just get to work at do at bringing it forth yeah this is this is really profound it's profound 
So good. Joel, I can see that we are, our time is up, unfortunately, because like always, I could sit and speak to you and listen to you and gain insights from you forever. Tell our listeners, please, where can they reach out to you? What's the best way? So I guess I should give you two emails for me. Mm. One is, maybe we can write this down too. So We will put that into the show notes as well. But what is the best way for the audience if they want to connect with you? Is this, are you on any particular social media or your website or what's the best way? I think the best way to contact me right now is the, um, is the emails. I will give okay. you one for the game. email and one for my discoverydialogues.org. Okay. Yeah. And we will share that in the, in the show notes. Yes. And Runa, it's not unfortunately that we have a limited amount of time because this is like our world experience. We have a limited amount of time. And so it's what we put inside that limited amount of time that counts. And for me, this exchange with you this morning in our limited amount of time was very lively, very rich, and I'm very grateful to you for this. Oh, thank you so much, Joel. You are absolutely a jewel. Joel, jewel, jewel. (laughs) Jewel, jewel. Thank you you so much. Thank you, Rina. Was this podcast of value for you? I sure hope so. If so, feel free to share the love and give us your generous review on iTunes or Stitcher. And remember that you can always go to runamagnus.com to find out more about the changemakers and how we can help you drive the change you want to see in your world.